Welcome to Nourish by Spinneys, the podcast which promises to inspire you to eat well and live well. I'm Devina Devecha. And I'm Tiffany Eslick. This is a space where we hope to nourish your heart and soul. On this show, we chat with leading players in the food community, from farmers to foodies, as well as health and well-being experts. It's all about engaging conversations and fresh ideas. And today, we're talking about cycling. Yes, so in case you didn't know, the Spinney's 92 Cycle Challenge has been an annual event in Dubai for more than a decade now. The next edition is going to take place on the 24th and 25th of February, so that's just four months away. So in light of that, I wanted to hear from the experts on how to prepare for the race, especially for first-time riders. And that's why, Tiff, this episode is perfect for you. Hmm... Yes. I mean, I think it's it is timely. I have been trying to do this cycle challenge for a number of years. I think I joined Spinney's in 2020. And you know, I was so excited to enjoy like join the cycling team. I did one cycle and I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> um Almira, our ops director, was just so patient with me. Um anyway, so I got the bike, did the cycle, never cycled again. Now, uh, Emily, our designer and our, and our team, you know, joined and was like, come on, Tiffany, let's do this. And so I've been sucked in again, but I'm terrified. Like 92 sounds like a huge number. It's taking me almost 50 minutes to just cycle 12 at the moment. We w- we did a practice cycle and Emily was like, let's go faster, let's go faster. And I was, I was dying. Um, <laughs> so this is, this is going to be great because I need to learn what to eat, how I should do this. Yeah. So that I survive. I think you will survive, <laughs> Tiff. And yeah, that's me. <laughs> you will. You definitely will. And I genuinely think now just hearing that, that yes, this de- episode is definitely for you. Our guests are people who are experts. Um, they also started somewhere. Um, so they have, you know, I guess, years of experience to help you and help other cyclists as well. So let me tell you a little bit about our guests. So today we're joined by Emily Mikula, who runs Mindful Body here in Dubai. She's a cyclist and also a certified yoga therapist and instructor, a certified orthopedic manual therapist and a Pilates teacher. So lots of experience there. I'm also joined by Stuart Howison, who is the owner of Revolution Cycles Dubai and a founder of the Spinney's 92 Cycle Challenge. So we've got a lot of information packed in this episode for you. So let's first find out how both our guests began their journey with cycling before we get into all the details. Here's Emily. I had never really been on a bicycle up until about six, seven years ago. Okay, wow. I've always been very active, yeah. playing all kinds of sports. Um, but uh, I, to be honest, I had no interest in cycling. <laughs> and enough. then I had my second child. And my husband had been cycling for years with Stuart and uh, his club. And uh, I wanted to lose the last bit of baby uh, weight that I'd gained for my second pregnancy. So I joined him on a ride. So I was on a hybrid bike. I had sneakers. Uh, I had a camelback. I had the whole, <laughs> you know, the whole gear. Yeah. Um, and that's how I started. And I loved my first outing. I went with just with my husband. We did maybe 10, 15 kilometers that first day and I loved it. And then I went a second time and I didn't love it so much because then I realized it's actually really hard. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, But I persevered, and I had a lot of people around me to support me. I was part of uh, clubs and um, and just stuck with it, even though it was hard. I stuck yeah. with it, and the more I stuck with it, the more I wanted to do it to the point that now I do it 
almost every day, I'd say. And that was about six, seven years ago when I started. Um, I started riding my bike probably at the age of six, seven years old. Okay. Um, got my first uh, race bike. I think it was nine or 10 years old. Um, and just got into it and just got hooked into the, the sporting side of it. Um, grew up in South Africa. Uh, biking to and from school was probably the the catalyst that got me fit um, with a 20 kilo school books on your backpack. And, <laughs> yeah, just used my bike as transport and then found that I was, I was pretty good at riding my bike and that just developed into getting involved in racing. And then moved to Dubai many years later. Um, I was with uh, ARN, I was with Dubai 92 for a year. Um, and it just moved into the fact that there was no cycling races going on for the expats. And I thought, well, let's be creative and see what we can do. And and we put together the Spinnies by 92 Cycle Challenge, you know, obviously with the, the link with ARN for 92, 92 kilometers, signed it up and boom. Here we are. 14 years later. Yeah. And the build-up rides have already started for the next edition um, of the challenge, which is also why we're here today to just talk a little bit more about, um, you know, tips, tricks, strategies for cyclists, perhaps first-time cyclists as well in the challenge. Um, so let's get into maybe just an initial look at what people need to do when prepping for race day. Are, are there any things that they need to keep bear in mind while doing that? You know what, the biggest thing about if it's your first race, and yeah. I think this goes without saying, it's like you're going to get there, there's nerves, you're anxious, you're freaking out because this is something you've never done before. Chill out. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. You know, it's it's a fun outing. You know how to ride your bike. Yeah. If this is your first race, you're not going to be there to win it, yeah? Just chill. Turn up with friends. Yeah. yeah. That's how I did it the first time. Yeah. Absolutely. And I had a great time. Yeah, with friends with no pressure. Well, I think everybody puts too much pressure on themselves for this sort of thing. This is on the day, you mean? Yeah, yeah. on the day. I mean, e even you... a few days before. Yeah. It, like it just keeps, you know, mounting. Yeah. But it's, it is about having fun. I mean, none of us are going to win the Tour de France or the Giro Italia. We're here to have fun and ride our bikes. And all the training's gone into it. You've probably done your build up rides or you've done your 35Ks. And I think you've really nailed it saying, like, just keep it fun because it's so easy to put so much pressure yeah, on yourself and it kind of takes the fun out of it. Yeah. We're here to, you know, just enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Like you said, you know, and you can be a competitive cyclist uh, sure. and you want to do well and, you know, finish in the top, you know, whatever your goal is. But really, we're, this is not our job. This yeah. is for fun. Yeah. And, and in the lead up to the race, uh, are there typical uh, training routines or uh, training schedules that you would recommend following? Obviously, we've got build-up rides for people to, to work on that. But outside of the build-up rides, uh, what is it that cyclists perhaps should be doing um, to train? Riding your bike. Every day? Well, it depends on how serious you're taking it. I mean, it's, it's, mm. it is one of those things that people can get... I think obsessed and, and overzealous about things. And I don't want to like drag the the, the, the theme of the, this podcast onto being about just having fun, right? Yeah. So there is, as Emily said, there, there is definitely an advent of, of certain people that take it proper serious. They're there to be in the top 10% and, and that's cool. But then there's the, the majority of us that are out there to have fun. So to answer your question, go out, ride your bike as often as you can without making it into a chore. Yeah. You know, you, you've got to enjoy it. So if it's once a week or twice a week or three times a week, you've got the build-up rides to see where you are. So we've done the 35K, the 45 kilometers around the corner. 
If you're not doing 45 kilometers yet, you've still got you know, a couple of weeks to get yourself to that pace. And then there's a month's break before we go to the 65. Yeah. I think you'd it's know all, how you'd feel. I think it's all about consistency as well and building up, as the name says, build up rides. But outside of the build up rides is building up to the distances yeah. because you know, even if you are going again for fun, you're going to be probably going faster than yep. what you usually do. And so you need to have the stamina as the kilometers get more and more over the few build-up rights to actually finish the race, you know, feeling happy. So consistency and building up over time. Some people like to do that on their own with groups. Some yep. people like to be coached. Yeah. Personally, I'm coached okay. um, because I like the structure. Um, but everyone's different. Yeah. What else uh, should cyclists be doing in, in general anyway, you know, perhaps, um, you know, is it Pilates, for example, or other kinds of core exercises to build up their strength? I run uh, a little bit on the side. I've done a half. That's my max so oh, well far. Done. Thank you. Um, and I had to obviously build in a lot of like strength sessions yep. in, in addition to the training I was doing for mm -hmm. the actual half. So what is it yeah. like for cyclists? I'd, I'd say it's the same because the thing with cycling, while it has some great benefits, um, it's still you doing more of what you're already doing most of the day, which is you're okay. sitting and it's all forward, yep. right? You're cycling, the legs are going forward, yep. your hands, like you're, you're not, you're not moving your body in a lot of different directions, mm. right? And while it makes your legs stronger, uh, the upper body, not so much. Yep. So I would recommend a couple of things, strength train so that you can have stronger muscles, you'll become more efficient on your bike. So that's yeah. really helpful on yeah. race day. Um, you'll climb better as well, if that's your interest. But then in addition to cycling, cycling is your sport, it's your fitness activity, right? But then there's a movement. So what do you do outside of cycling, especially if you are a busy person who works, maybe you have a family, you have other things going on, but you still want to try to fit in what I call movement snacks throughout the day. Okay, right? I like so, that. So maybe it's Pilates, maybe it's yoga, maybe it's a bit of stretching. It is really whatever you enjoy doing outside of cycling, whatever that is, do more of that. Eating ice cream? <laughs> and I, yeah, well, you got to cycle for something, yeah, you know, absolutely. right? You earn the rewards. Earn <laughs> well, the I was going to ask about food next, so that was great. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> doing additional exercises and different exercise out of cycling is really good, and it, it does lead back to being better on your bike, you know, and doing different forms of cycling. How do you mean different forms, though? So Em's new coach, right? And it's brilliant. She's got a new coach, and I think it's really good because she's taken a, a the, the skill set that she had for a road bike and now like kind of thrown her into an area that she's not so comfortable with, which was riding a mountain bike. Which was fantastic for skills development. Right, yeah. okay. Um, sometimes, you know, you're, you, it's not that you're left to your own devices, but you learn a lot of the things on your own yep. or, or if people do help you out, yes. but you don't really get a lot of skills development yeah. unless you go out and look for it. So that's the benefit of having a coach who develops those skills because if you're more confident... Uh, in your skills, you're a more confident rider, you yeah. will ride better. I have a, an adverse effect of what I've always done, road biking and mountain biking. And um, growing up in South Africa, there's a lot of hills. Right. So my body and my core fitness was very different in SA to what it is here. The roads here are very, very flat. So I'm not getting out of the bike and doing any climbing. And the, the metaphysics of the body when you're climbing, you're using a lot more of your core and a lot more of your upper body strength than just your legs. So I had been finding for years that my lower back has been getting worse and worse and worse. And um, 
you know, one of my mates is involved with fitness first and he said, go and try this and see what it is. And it's exactly what M does. It's, it's the, the reformer Pilates. Yeah. I teach on the equipment. Yeah. Right? yeah. So you can actually move with resistance. So it's a good way to create strength, but also we use the equipment for mobility, flexibility. So it's all in one. It's pretty yeah. useful. So now I'm finding that my lower back pain is you know, almost gone. So yeah, that just like links into that whole circular economy of you know not just riding your bike, going forward motion the whole time. It's um, it's very it's, repetitive, it right? Is very so repetitive. sometimes we get injuries or niggles because of the amount of yeah. repetition, which yeah. is overusing certain muscle yeah. groups and not using them in the various ways. We're we're designed to move in so many different ways. So when you can do that whatever discipline you like to to do that through then then do it i think you you can't lose doing that there are oh, no, no no negative side effects to doing that yeah it, it sounds like quite an integrated approach really um yeah. to it as it seems to be more sports and um, it doesn't need to take you a ton of time right yeah. if you, if you want to spend most of your time on the bike that's great but just do a little something you know even if it's once a week go yeah. tr go and go to the gym go strength train Add a little bit, couple minutes of stretching at the end of your routine rather than just stop the bike, get in your car in your air con and yeah. then go home. Yeah. Because just then you just feel you feel stiff. I think and that's it's a good way the to cool thing down. People don't do. Yeah. And casual riders that are learning how to ride their bikes says nobody stretches afterwards. No. Nobody yeah. cools down properly. They just as you said, jump in the car, AC on. Yeah. Maybe a hydration or a protein and I think shake. Coming back to newer riders, I would say that sometimes the 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 trap we fall into is because we're new and we're we're excited as well. Like we just want to go hard all the oh, time. Yeah. But actually, like learning to appreciate and do less will actually give you more in the long run. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about the process. This is what I love about cycling. It's not you know there's the end result your race, but it's the process of yeah. how you get fitter. Uh, how and and that you can stay in the sport for a long time. You know, you mentioned uh, that newer cyclists perhaps don't always stretch that often. Are there any other mistakes, whether new or seasoned cyclists, um, that they're making that, you know, you can mm. advise them to avoid? Yeah, avoid riding your bikes from anywhere else other than Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, the first thing that comes to mind, and this is something that I did for a long time and probably still do now, is not eat enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you will know in a race yeah. if you've not eaten yeah. enough because you're not going to feel good. And you probably need to eat more than you think you do. Yeah. Okay. Of the right things. Of the right things, yeah. Yeah. Eating a little bit of ice cream is a good treat. It's, yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that after yeah. you've, you've burned 1,500, 2,000 calories. I think that uh, M's 100% right. People will think that the best way to, to lose weight is to go on the bike fasted and don't have a breakfast and, and just go on riding hard, burning all your muscles. But you need fuel. So. 100%. You need fuel, exactly. 100%. It's like getting in your car without any, any gas in the tank or any battery. So it's really eat more and more of the good things, yeah. and we can talk about what that is, yeah. um, but also recover more. Because the gains, they're not made while you're on the bike going hard, they're made while you're recovering. So getting a good night's sleep. I think people underestimate getting a good yep. night's sleep. It's, it's so hard to do anything if you've not slept well, yep. but go ride a bike if you've yeah. not slept well, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, you know, in nutrition, uh, you know, I do want to come back to that, but are there any other mistakes that maybe you want to highlight before we do that? 
Um, I think that people end up going too deep into into buying equipment, and then oh yeah, you know it's it's like it's like a fad. Wow, yeah. this must be go out and spend fifty, sixty thousand dirhams mm-hmm. on a bike. I mean, as a bike shop owner, yeah, go ahead, feel free. I'd love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. But I think just saying is like to humanity out there, like think about what you're doing. If it is something that you want to enjoy, build into it. Get into it slowly. Don't. There's no a faster bike isn't going to make you a better cyclist. Yeah. You know, it's just because you own a Ferrari doesn't know yeah. you mean you know yeah. how to drive yeah. it. Yeah. And it's that's... like first develop the legs and then get, get the extra gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think that from an outsider's point of view, and there'll probably be a lot of listeners that will go, they're thinking about getting into cycling, but it seems like such a niche, clicky sport that it's it's, it's a foreign entity and they're scared to get into it. Mm-hmm. And going to, coming to most of the bike shops around town are, are pretty f- friendly and welcoming. But if you come into Revolution, sit down, have a cup of coffee and just reach that 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 wall yeah. it, it's a it's a it's a figment of your imagination yeah and i think a lot of people feel that way about different sports or different yeah. activities um you know like running i mentioned for example i was scared but the community has been amazing uh, and similar with other other sports i do so i think it's it, that seems quite common then yeah. um it's scary until you get into your yeah, first, until you take uh, that first step yeah. cross over that threshold yeah. and you know don't don't think that you have to buy it's like when you go scuba dive you don't have to buy the scuba equipment first off it's the same as riding a bike you don't have to buy the bike I and mean, we rent out bikes we do it all the time i suppose running is different you don't borrow shoes no but <laughs> it is just come in yeah. have a chat see where you are what you want to do if you've got a modicum of fitness 5k is not a big ride i mean it's not a bad ride at all go yeah. out jump on the bike for 5ks your first ride was what 10k yeah yeah it was and 10, that's, 10, that develops, that's that little, yeah. little hint it's of It's like what you cool. said at the beginning, like sparking the, the yeah. passion. Yeah. That's where you start, yeah, you know, exactly. and then see where it takes you. But I, I, I like what you said about the community yes. as well. Is this community, especially since COVID, is even larger yeah. than, it, than it's been. And you meet some wonderful people. You make lifelong friends through sports. And yep. then it's a similar mindset. And you, the shared like, experiences. Yeah. And you, yeah. you learn from each other. And there's so much to learn. Yeah, and just the networking from yeah. you know, we're all about getting involved with each other and and befriending and having a good time. But it's also for people that are out there looking for connections. Yeah, the networking that happens on a bike it's it's unreal. You wouldn't think it, but it does. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is this is genuine. Um, every I think it's every second day I'll see the team out from Spinney's out riding. Yeah, and I think that that's a community initiative that that a lot of CEOs should take on to, you know, 100%. I've seen, you know, I see uh, Sunil, the CEO, yeah. he's out at the front and he's got a team of girls and guys behind him, whether they are head of marketing or head of uh, media or head of shelves or purchasing or store development or the shelves packers or the cashiers. I mean, I walk into the Spinney's grocery stores and the guys around the cash desk or behind the, the deli counter will go, hey, we saw you out this morning. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. It's like, there's just... That community and that networking, yeah. Sunil's the CEO, but he's riding with all the guys it's in his leveler, team. It's a leveler. It's a unifier. Absolutely yeah. a leveler. Because you're all doing the same work. Yeah. And in the end, even though you know you can practice alone, you can train alone. I mean, it really is a team. For sure. Sport. Yeah. For sure. Can't yeah. really get anywhere by yourself. No, <laughs> that's true. We'll be back in just a minute to talk cycling nutrition and why both Emily and Stuart find cycling so nourishing. That's right after this short break. Davina, let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite things, cheese. Do you have a favorite kind of cheese though, or is that too hard a question? 
Absolutely. I'm not even going down that road. Um, but I know the cheese I want to talk about right now, and that's Parmigiano-Reggiano. I was in Italy earlier this year and found myself surrounded by wheels of them stacked into towers, almost like a skyline. This is at our supplier Zanetti, which is now in its fourth generation, having started in 1900 by Guido Zanetti. His great-grandson Paolo Zanetti gave me a fantastic tour. Most importantly, did you get to try both the Parmigiano-Reggiano and the Grana Padano? Yes, absolutely. I tried various wheels of cheese of different ages and Paolo really went into detail about like which cheese goes with which dish that you're trying to serve. For a big occasion, like uh, together with a very good Italian uh, red wine or uh, no champagne is good to have a very well mature Parmigiano Reggiano, like a three years old Parmigiano Reggiano. If you want uh, a product to be created on pasta, uh, like 60 months old uh, uh, Grana Padano is very good. And uh, as a table cheese or as an appetizer cheese or as a piece of cheese, I used to have a Parmigiano Reggiano, well mature Parmigiano Reggiano, like three years old Parmigiano Reggiano. So the next time you're serving something special for your friends or family or just indulging in a slice of pizza or leftover pasta for breakfast, grate some of our Spinney's food Parmigiano-Reggiano or Grana Padano today. Welcome back. You're listening to Nourished by Spinney's and my conversation with Emily Mykula and Stuart Howison as we gear up to the Spinney's 92 Cycle Challenge in February. Let's go back to nutrition. You know, you mentioned, uh, like we said, we need fuel for this sport or, or any sport, really. Um, but are there any nutritional needs, I suppose, for cyclists that are unique to the sport? Or uh, what would you advise people to, to be eating when they are training or when they're going into race day, for example? I think uh, proteins are obviously the, the big one that you need to be eating. I think uh, from a nutritional side, looking at uh, things that are available, readily available in our Emirates, obviously dates. Yeah, dates are yeah. incredible because of the, um, the, the the proteins that are in them, the sugars that are in them, the uh, electrolytes are in them to help you stay hydrated. Um, I think probably the, the biggest mistake that people make out here is just not drinking enough water. Mm. That ju you just don't drink anywhere near enough water or with enough elements in them. You know, make sure that your water has got a good uh, sodium mineral content in it. I think that also comes with experience because yeah. I remember when I first started riding, like it was so daunting to pick up my bottle. Like you I rode with your camel back for, for, for years, a long eh? time. Yeah. Like I would lose five years of my life every time I had to pick <laughs> up my bottle, you know. And then, and then somebody helped me. Uh, yeah. Uh, taught me or get, or sort of tricked me into picking up the <laughs> okay. bottle. And you do it once, you do it yeah. twice, and then you get more comfortable because when you're going fast and you're stressed out because you know, you're know you in a race situation, it's not always easy to drink and to eat. So f for me, just circling back to the nutrition more on the bike now, it's a during, let's say during your race is like if you can, you need carbs, yep. right? Yeah. Because you're going to be using up a lot of fuel. But if you're not so confident eating, first of all, eating is difficult on the bike when you're going fast. It's not, yeah. you know, it's different if you're on an endurance ride. Mm. But put your carbs in your water because yeah. then you can drink mm. your carbs. So that's a good start. Yep. And then look at having some gels. Yeah. Um, I like gels. It took me a long time to figure out what I liked. I think this is the, the thing with nutrition on the bike is a lot of it, even though there are some guidelines, a lot of it is very specific to what you like and can tolerate, yeah. Yeah. what your stomach can tolerate, but also what your taste can yeah. tolerate. It's how your body is, and say how your body reacts, not only on the bike, or sorry, off the bike, but on the bike, once you're under a bit of strain, a bit of stress, 
see how your body's going to react. Are you going to get heartburn from it? Yeah, or even in, in the morning of the race, you know, uh, we're always told, well, have a hearty breakfast, have yeah. some oats with banana, with, with a bit of sugar. So like, a, 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 but not everybody can yeah. eat that early or that much. So for me, when I find that it's early, I'll just have a shake because it's just easier for me personally to digest. Yeah. Some people can have a, a meal two yeah. hours before and some people will eat something maybe more like 45 minutes before, you yeah. know? So as long as you don't eat too close Yeah, I was gonna to ask, what do, you, what do you guys eat um, before a race? Do you eat that morning? Do you eat the big meal the night before? Uh, for you personally? Yeah, I tend to have a, a, a carb-based meal uh, Probably I'll have something big at lunch the day before. Okay. And then maybe I'll go a little lighter actually in 100%. the evening. Um, and in the morning, and it, but it's taken me time to get used to getting up and doing the things. But in the morning, I really don't deviate from what works for me, which will be having some oats uh, with banana, blueberries, so like slow sugar and fast sugar mm -hmm. with a bit of honey, kind of mm -hmm. combination of both. That works for me. Yeah. Again, it's taken me a long time to figure Fire that out. Her. Yeah, it really has. Yeah, I think it's so really it's, work in progress. Yeah, and it's always going to be tweaked. Yeah. You know? Yeah, as new things come available, new things you start tweaking and trying things out. Mm. Uh, there's there's a lot of new products that are coming out. Science is, is constantly evolving. Our event started, what, 5, 6 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah. So you're getting up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You've just had your dinner a couple of hours before that on a normal day. So a big lunch is, you know, when you get your carbs in, if it's your pasta or your salmon or, or whatever your normal fuel is, a light snack for dinner. Um hydration up two three days beforehand up extra bottles of water get the mineral content up and in the morning my morning is pretty much the same as them's it's uh mm. it's a banana some protein powder um bulked up with water berries some peanut butter um and some honey yeah, yeah. You just put it in the blender zap that for a couple of seconds and that's easy straight into the body yeah. and then of course an espresso Yes, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Caffeine but is king. I would say that whatever is considered healthy, right? we all know what's what's healthy in yeah. the diet, right? With the right combination of carbs, protein, and fat. But now you're burning a lot of calories because you're cycling. So more of that, huh. right? So don't forget to eat after your ride. I personally don't necessarily eat right away after my ride. Sometimes I need to just calm down a bit mm -hmm. and let my stomach yeah. kind of let me dictate but then when you've it's eaten time on the to bike, eat. Yeah? yeah, I've eaten on yeah. the bike. Um, but as long as I have the right amount of protein and carbs during the day, like after my yeah. ride, I'm okay. Sometimes I'll have a chicken sandwich right yeah. afterwards, something with avocado. It's such a personal taste. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Oh, I have on toast after right? a ride with some egg. Yeah, so good. That's, that's <laughs> so good. On, but that once in a while, bread? it's like, you know, you get these cravings. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, I need a chicken sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> It's like 6 a.m. <laughs> but that's another one that people don't do is replenish what they've burnt. Yeah. You know, your, your body, once you've, you've gone out for an hour, two, three hour ride. You have to eat. eat I mean, in. as soon as you're riding, you're burning, yeah. right? So probably like sooner rather than later, you yeah. want to have something. Yeah. But remember that once you start having a gel, you got to keep yeah. having a gel, right? And so like you, I, finish, I, you finish a two, three hour ride, your muscles are actively looking for protein yeah your body's yeah. looking for protein and if you're not going to give it a, a fast source of protein it's going to go for the easiest protein to get it and that's your muscles and it's yeah. just going to 
start so it's great to get it through food better, but yeah. if right but if you can't you don't have time what, whatever the reason yeah. is get a protein shake yeah. okay yeah. You know? and and how else uh you know would you recommend recovery after a big race or a big ride uh you know sleep is something you mentioned already but is there anything else that people should do or try to do oh if you can stand an ice bath and jump into an <laughs> ice bath if if that's your pain tolerance and you can do that that's that's pretty good for the soul i believe okay. gosh I, I tried it it's it's darn cold yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> that's proper. Cold. it's really good for you i mean it, yeah. it just heightens everything up um massage is good if you get a good yeah, uh, see, deep that, tissue I, massage. I go down that that road yeah. that that works for me i like getting a massage because also like you can down regulate right because remember when you're when you're writing and then especially if you're racing you're so upregulated. i mean you're like everything's just go you're go so go wired. right you're completely you're so wound up and the hormones are going crazy and the heart rate and yeah. all that but then you got to calm down right so some people will just rest um, some people will stretch, go to a yoga class. Maybe, maybe you're winding down and just going for breakfast with yeah. your friends, right? Yeah. I like getting a massage when I can. And if I can't actually get to a massage therapist, I have my own set of therapy balls and I'll do self-massage. Okay, yeah. And I love that. And that contributes the, the pressure, right, from massage or therapy balls allows you, your nervous system to just start to calm down a little bit. You, you have to be able to find that rest yeah. period because you can't be wired all the time we're already wired forget cycling we're already wired throughout the day yeah yeah right? so this is just, it's positive wiring but yeah you gotta find those times where you're down regulating and you're self-yoging with at the same time with your therapy balls it's kind of like your your zen yeah, and you're breathing i i would say underestimated breathing okay how soon after a big ride should you or can you get back on a bike Next day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So your body produces lactic acids that yeah. start to pull up. And I'm not saying that you have to go and do like a hard ride on the Saturday and then the Sunday you can do another hard ride. Just go out for a nice easy spin with your mates. You know, it's not about getting anywhere fast. You know, it's just about spinning that lactic acid out, flushing yeah. it out, and then getting to the coffee stop, having a coffee or yeah. a bottle of water. And, and yes, you can go out the next day and reenacting with mates that maybe weren't on that same ride with you yeah. and just have a chat enjoy that social aspect yeah. but i like to go ride the next day i feel better for it yep. but okay. it'll be an easy ride yeah just spinning okay. the legs and are there any myths about cycling that you want to bust Ooh. <laughs> it's a big question clearly yeah myths about <laughs> but you cycling. know how you said with um I guess some people perhaps being scared about getting into it or people who've started and perhaps aren't maybe doing their research or talking to other people who might have some misconceptions about it. Um, you know, what would you, what would you tell them? Okay. I'd like to say it's not a dangerous sport. I mean, that's a misconception. People think it is a dangerous sport. Um, I think that anything, everything in life has a danger aspect to it. I mean, driving your car from A to B has a danger aspect to it, but it's it's not as it's not as scary a sport to get into as you think. I mean, it's such a welcoming sport. You join us on Al Qudra on a Saturday or Sunday and go for a little ride and just see what the people that are there. You won't be alone, yeah. and you'll definitely find support. And you won't be the slowest. I've been the slowest a couple yeah, of times. But you won't always. You won't remain the slowest. No, no, no. no. But you got to start. You somewhere. have to you gotta start. Be, you got to be okay. Yeah. You have to be okay to sometimes be the slowest. Maybe sometimes you'll also get dropped. Yeah, that, that happens. You Absolutely. know, but. That's okay. It's a good motivator. Yeah, it's okay. 
but the thing is that you will you get fast quickly. You know, it's not like soccer or cricket or tennis that I mean golf. Take golf for example. I know people that play golf for mm. years and they still rubbish at it. Okay. You know? <laughs> so and I'm not saying we're all great at cycling now, but you'll see your distances increase like rapidly. So yeah, like again, the first K ride was ten K, then the next one will be twelve and fifteen and twenty. And because our roads are so flat and smooth, you'll be doing a hundred Ks within six to eight months. You can do a 100-kilometer ride. But then I'd say you get stronger as well because it's flat. Yeah. You have to pedal all, all the time. time. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right? yeah. So that's a great way to get stronger. You're not stronger. going downhill. And, and there's it. wind, right? Yeah. So um, just give it a chance. Give it a try. Yeah. Facilities here are so good. Yeah. No, oh, we do have incredible definitely. facilities. They really you know. make it easy for you to enjoy it. Yeah. It's beautiful out there. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to end our conversation by asking a question that we ask all our guests. What is it that nourishes your soul? For me, I would say being in nature. That, that uh, you know, I must have gone out on the Alcudra track hundreds of times, and it still just gives me that peace, you know, especially in winter, it's quiet. And you see the oryxes and, you know, the deserts, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you might think that it's boring, it's always the same, but it's beautiful. And you get the sunrise or the sunset. Oh. And it just, it's so good for your mental health. So that's what suits my soul. I'd have to concur with, with what I'm saying that it is. I mean, being, living on Al-Qudra every morning, getting out or every second morning, whatever it is that I can, get out and go ride my bike, just watching that, that sunrise over the desert. And people will say, but yeah, isn't it boring riding in the desert in the same path the whole time? So I answered that by saying to somebody, well, you live in Cape Town and you've got a big mountain on your left and the ocean on the right. The ocean is blue. It's just blue. It's just blue. It's just blue, right? The desert is, yeah, it's a sandy golden color, but it's the same as the ocean. It's constantly changing. It's constantly moving. And the benefit we have in the desert is we regularly see the oryxes out. We see the Patagonian mahas. There's one for you to Google. Them uh, nope, out on the track. I saw one this morning. You saw one? Awesome. That's right. If you're lucky, you get to see a, pe uh, a hedgehog. Um, there's the, the desert foxes, the rabbits. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. there is a plethora of wildlife out there. The the what are the the dubs the, the big lizards mm -hmm. i mean they are massive it's there's so many things out in the desert that just keep me coming back it's like peeling the layers yeah. you know because you can ride and just look straight ahead uh, the, just in front of you you won't see anything yeah. if you just look up take your time look around at the scenery there's so much to see it's the best that's Love that it. for me is probably the big one yeah. but i do get a massive kick a massive kick endorphins are huge for when i set off an event and see if it's mm -hmm. like on the weekend we had 850 riders for build up ride one going off the event went to plan everything was perfect everybody came back and just seeing the smiles and the euphoria mm -hmm. in the riders who just completed a good ride i am jealous that i haven't done the ride but <laughs> the food goes into my soul going they kind of going that was awesome we had such a good ride and it's not so much 10 percent up at the front it's the 90% at the back that are out having their first ride, 300 odd new riders coming into the event, and they're just beaming. Like, yeah. That I mean, was that awesome. feeling, you know, of doing something for the first time, yeah. it's the best, right? After that, it's just one more time, which yeah. is great, but the feeling of doing something for the first time, nothing beats it. And it's like what you say, you know, the endorphins, that yeah. cocktail of like oh. feel good, good mood. 
what I love about cycling is that it sets you up for the rest of your Absolutely. day. I had a good ride this morning. I'm in a good mood. Yeah, I'm glad you're in a good mood. I'm in a good state. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. You're in a good mood too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the angry French girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode because honestly, to me, it made cycling outdoors seem less scary. Well, for me anyway, as someone who does cycle indoors only. Uh, and what I also loved about the conversation with them is that it highlighted what a welcoming community it is to be a part of. And that just seems so nice. I hope other people listen to this and think, yes, I'm going to sign up because it's not so scary. And if you just take it, you know, bit by bit and build up, follow a few of the tips, you'll be okay. And this is, I'm saying this to myself, like, yes, Tiffany, you'll be okay, you'll be okay. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Spinneys and is hosted by me, Devina Devecha and Tiffany Eslik. We're produced by Chirag Desai. You can find out more and sign up for the Spinneys 92 Cycle Challenge at cyclechallenge.ae. And don't forget to follow Spinneys on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok for more. You can also visit us at spinneys.com where you can shop for fresh produce and a variety of local and exclusive products. We'll be back in two weeks with our next episode. See you then.